there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! We are straight back into tonight. Kilmarnock against Dundee United in the Scottish League Cup, the Premier Sports Cup. Ahead of tomorrow night, Rangers against Dundee, 8.15. Aberdeen against Partick Thistle at Petaudry at 7.45. And the holders, Celtic at Motherwell at 6.15. Couple of legends with us, Craig Moore and John Hartson. John, your old club, Celtic, they won't want to give up this trophy so quickly. It's going to be a big game tomorrow night at Motherwell. Absolutely. You know, that was Ange's first trophy. Um you know, on the back of a double, and he was delighted, obviously, to get the 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 trophy at Celtic Park so early in his reign as manager. I remember doing the game actually, and uh, two great goals, two great goals from Kyogo, and um, you know that put that put him on a fantastic run. There's no doubt they took momentum from that from that winning the winning the um, Premier Sports Cup. And are they back on it now, John? Goals wise, a wee bit uh, goal shy for a time, but six one on on Saturday. Yeah, it's been interesting, Paul, isn't it? Domestically, they're scoring goals for fun, and then when they come to the Champions League. Um, just not being clinical enough. I actually had a very good Champions League, and but they just haven't taken their chances. And I was talking to Craig off air, Craig Moore's with us tonight, and he was saying, goals win your games. That's exactly what you have to do. But fantastic. I was delighted for a couple of players, in particular James Forrest, getting to the 100 club. I thought the team actually gave Ange a little bit of food for thought. I thought Burnaby was excellent. <sighs> I think Greg Taylor is looking at it and thinking my place is not guaranteed here mm-hmm. with Burnaby. I thought uh, did, did really, yeah. Aksabanovic did really well. Moy, I thought, impressed me also. So there were some really good performances at the weekend for Celtic. We're going to talk about that. A lot of Rangers fans were on last night, Craig. Yep, they got the win yep. on Sunday at Motherwell. You know the story, 2-0 yeah. and then 2-1. Yep. But they weren't that happy. Is the League Cup going to be a sort of the panacea for them this is the chance for Rangers to forget what's going on in Europe just now the mm-hmm. two points behind Celtic in the league but do something special in the cup yeah well look they've, they've got a wonderful opportunity don't they I mean and again the, the expectation as it is at Celtic is to go and win games and win trophies and this is the first one that's up for grabs it's been a, a bit of a topsy-turvy season so far for Rangers um, you know in regards to Champions League football to domestic football they Grinded out in the end uh, a good result, and I say result because uh, you know I'm sure Rangers will believe that they can play better. But it's a great opportunity to progress, uh, obviously in the in the League Cup. Dundee are in pretty pretty decent form themselves, but you would think Rangers being at home, uh, and I think all squads now, Paul as well, are being really tested in terms of the depth and the quality. Um, so some selection headaches, but um, 
Yeah, it's a big game, of course. Some of the other headlines tonight, Bayer Leverkusen and Frankfurt are joining the hunt for Leon King, only 18 years old, played a number of games and played well for Rangers. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to lose them that early, are you, no, no, no. Look, I think now we're not we're not reading one club, we're reading 10 clubs, and then you kind of understand there's a little bit of a marketing campaign potentially mm. uh, behind the scenes. But look, Leon King, as a young player, has come in and um, he's done extremely well. We, we you know We've got to remember that he's 18 years of age, um, and he's there and he's getting first-team minutes. And I think that is the most important thing for any young player's development, to be in that first-team squad getting games, Paul. These other clubs that are being mentioned, he's not going to go and play. So he's at the right place. Rangers have got to keep him there, and I'm sure he wants to stay. We're going to hear him on the programme this evening, also from Juranovic and from the two managers talking about the big games tomorrow night. John, I see it was Karim Benzema who got the Ballon d'Or and Craig, you and I were talking about it just before. What's a player, what a season he had, 40 goals, Real Madrid. Yeah, a fantastic striker. You know, I think he's got, um, I'm not quite sure how many goals he's got for, for France, but he's been very successful. Hunters. Yeah, with, <laughs> with France in, in recent years. Um, and obviously, I, th I think when he was at Real Madrid, I, th I think he was in the shadow of Ronaldo a little bit. Um, yes, he still scored goals on a regular occurrence, but I also thought Gareth Bale suffered through that as well. Um, and then it, it's been no, um, it, it's it's been no surprise, surprise. really for me yeah. since since Ronaldo's left. He's he's had to be the main man. He's had to be the you know he's took the mantle over, and his form. You know, Champions League winner last season, La Liga winner with yep. Real Madrid. Generally, if you're scoring goals and you win in them two major trophies, you're in the running. But I, I looked at it earlier, Paul. Ronaldo's got five, mm -hmm. Messi, and, and Messi's got seven. Wow. Yep. So he's still got six to go to catch the great Messi. Yep. Well, we've got two <laughs> former players with us who've played against, I'm sure you've played against Messi, I know you have, and Ronaldo as well. Craig Moore, some of the other big names there as well that you've there's, played against, yeah, the winners over the years? There's a few in there. Uh, Luka Modric, wow. uh, who we yeah, know what is still yeah. going. You know, his, his class is, is incredible. Uh, Real Madrid still at the top, top level. And he was in Glasgow just a few weeks ago and he praised the Celtic fans and the atmosphere there. Well, he got yeah. a standing ovation, didn't he, coming off the park. Um, special. So, yeah, yeah, really, really special. And I also look down and I see another name there. And, John, you you would have come up against him, Fabio Cannavaro, yeah. the Italian defender. What a what a great player he was. And, and a little bit different for a defender yeah. to, to, mm -hmm. to take that, uh, that honour. You played against him when? Or where? It would have been roughly. Uh, yeah, roughly. World Cup yeah. 206 and also oh, yeah. I would have played against him when he was at Parma in uh -huh. the Champions League qualifier. How good? Very, very good. Wasn't, yeah. you know what, again, people expect... Understated. People expect defenders to be these big, strong characters. He wasn't big, no. uh, but I tell you what, he was aggressive, he anticipated, he read the game extremely well and he was physical when he needed to be. John, give us a, a wee taste of what about Messi, for example. What was he like to play against? Well, I think he come on as a sub. I we were over in Barcelona and um very young, very, very young. I think Ronaldinho, who Messi says, <laughs> yep. you know, he learned a lot from the great Ronaldinho. Um Eto as well, yeah. who played mm. that night. And uh, of course then, you know, there's some others. But what's interesting for me is great players have won it. But there's some greater players that haven't. Mm -hmm. Example: Paolo yeah. Maldini is not wow. on the list. Mm -hmm. I mean, he played so They've long. They retired the yeah. number mm -hmm. three shirt for AC Milan, mm -hmm. and there's like uh, I don't, I can't see Baresi mm -hmm. on here. I see because it's always the attackers that, that, that get all the yeah. the the plaudits and the awards. Yeah. John, you know what I mean? Stoichkov, the great, you know, Bulgarian <laughs> oh, Baggio, yeah. you know, Matthias uh, Sama, um, you know, the great Do mm -hmm. Borussia Dortmund sure. player. Kaká. 
Kakar's Kaka on the list there. What a right. player he was. No sign yeah. of Ross Callaghan who scored at the weekend for <laughs> Ross County. Uh, great names in the oh, game. We've got incredible. great names here for you tonight. Kenny you can Dalish. call in. But I was going to say, Ian Ke- Rush. Yeah. Did Kenny win it? Uh, no, I don't think no, he, he didn't. didn't. No, Kevin Keegan no. won it twice. Did he? You'd have thought Sir Kenny Dalglish would have won it. The greatest ever I mean. Scottish player, would you say? John? Got to be. Got Craig. to be right. But yeah. Scotland produced some brilliant sure. players over the years. Craig, for you, over the years... In Scotland, yeah, but I'm obviously now, you know, plenty about Kenny Dalglish in terms of, you know, the Liverpool days, Soonis also in the Liverpool days, you know, that that, that kind of era. Um, So, produced some fantastic talent. They certainly have over the years. Who do you think is the greatest player you've seen? You can give us a call 0808 17 17 700. The Scot who has won it, the great Dennis Law. The lawman. Oh, oh, it was fantastic. What a, what a striker, John. A a Did you ever watch his goals and maybe yeah, he's great in the air as well like yourself? Yeah. yeah, put Manchester United. Was it? Um, did he put Man... He did. Man City. Yeah. He put Man United down. He put Man yeah. United down. Yeah. He hates it's when you mention that. No. Um, I know. Just made that flick and he didn't want to celebrate because he went from Man U to Man City towards the end uh, and scored, scored the goals. scored so many goals. Yeah. You, look, you look at the years back and, and you think to yourself... How can somebody score? Bobby Lennox, I think, 280-odd goals. And Jimmy McGrory scored 480 goals for Celtic. All-time British goal-scoring record, the late Jimmy McGrory. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Henrik Larsson, 241 goals in 315 games. That's that's 45 goals a season over (laughs) seven years. Mm -hmm. It's just ridiculous. Amazing. And all of a sudden, we praise players now for going three, four, five games without a goal. Of course. Henrik Larson (laughs) never went two weeks without scoring a goal. That's a player. Uh, Off off season, he did. He was off for four weeks. for you. (laughs) Absolutely. Ali McCoist. Exactly. That's what I was about to say. Alistair McCoist. McCoist was frightening. He was frightening. His movement. Mm Uh, it taught me actually so much as a, as a defender that that double movement where, you know, he would he would shape as if he's going to the the far post and then boom he'd he'd get inside here mm. or you know the opposite to that his movement in the box was incredible and he always had that cheeky smile oh, even yeah. in those training mm-hmm. sessions when he's, he's done you tight and then he just look at you with a little cheeky smile yeah. like, you know so ah, he was brilliant and then he got just, that cheeky smile when he beats you on the golf course he's <laughs> still got it he's <laughs> my football he got it when he played golf yeah. yep so some of the great players and the great strikers and Frank McGarvey Frank obviously yeah, addressed the Celtic crowd yeah, the other day and he's part of the 100 goal club as well John yes. which you are uh, and uh, that was very touching and there was a great interview with uh, Jerry McCulloch with him for Celtic TV which is I know is on social media but Frank McGarvey I'll tell you what a player he was and what a character went to Liverpool didn't settle came back he was St Mirren they love him at St Mirren I remember yeah. when he went down um, but he came back and he came to Celtic and of course he scored our own Davy Province scored the equaliser in the 100th Cup final against Dundee United Celtic looked as though they were going to lose it and they were obviously big favourites and then Davy Province scored a magnificent free kick and then Frank McGarvey I can see Roy Aitken down the right boom ball into the box and Frank McGarvey scoring for Celtic and that was his last touch of the ball at mm-hmm. Celtic but uh, what a player what a man yeah and yeah. in that uh, over 100 club, club as well you know goals uh, Frank tremendous goal scorer but mm-hmm. A lovely fella as well from a really nice family and cancer is such a horrible, horrible thing for any family to go through. It's uh, I've been there myself and I, I feel very blessed. I was one of the lucky ones, obviously. 
Um, and our thoughts are, are with Frank and his family right now, and he's, he's got a really big fight on his hands. He has indeed. We wish them all the best, Sean and his son, and, and all the family as well. As it was in the days, Craig, as well, when you could get closer to the players, the Celtic players, the Rangers players, yes. and, and all the clubs. It's more yeah. difficult now, I think. Yeah. And so people come into town for a few years and then go again, unless you're a, a John Hartson or a Craig Moore. You yeah. came to these shores yeah. and you found love. Yeah. It's one of those ones where... Again, you know, when I was playing here, you kind of you, you could move about in the town and all that sort of stuff pretty yeah. pretty freely. And and I think also then the supporters <laughs> they can they can give you a little bit of stick. There's no doubt about that. But I think they take to you more as a as a human being. You know, I think that nowadays in society, the kind of the players are a little bit a little bit scared to maybe go out into that environment. Yeah. They're, they're probably protected from it a little bit more. But we we love the characters in the game, yeah. don't we? I think that, that was, that's something that we keep harping on about yeah. big characters. Um, you know that, that people can relate to. Who was the biggest uh, character? Probably Ali McCoist. Yeah. Your time was uh, such a me, character. Yeah. In the dressing room I come in, come into, you, you had um, Ali McCoist and you had Ian Durant, and I'll tell you oh, what, yeah. what a double act they were. They were unbelievable. You're walking into that training training uh, room in, in the morning, John. Honestly, I used to just try and sneak in and get in as quiet as possible because you look up, mate. They're coming from you from the first minute to the last minute, <laughs> and they still are. Parkland, oh. Parkland's in the south side, I think. John, in your dressing room, would well, you Tom, say? Yeah. Tom, was the joker in the pack. Alan, Alan Thompson, Thompson, Jody, you know, um, great lad, very very funny man. Dean Saunders, yeah. Dean, Dean's a, a real character, yeah. great storyteller. I played with the likes of Paul Merson, Neil Ruddock, you know, at West Ham. So. <laughs> Some real good characters. Real characters. Yeah. Right, let's get the latest ahead of the games tomorrow night then. And we're going to talk Kilmarnock up against Dundee United tonight. Derek McInnes, good record in the League Cup, the Premier Sports Cup, up against Dundee United. We'll talk about them shortly, but let's get the Celtic update. Here's Ange Postacoglu on the squad. No, no, so Jota's uh, progressing. He's, uh, he's he's out training, but yeah, won't won't be right for tomorrow. I think from the weekend, it'll pretty much be as is. Uh, uh, the ones closest to coming back, I guess, are, are Jota and Turnbull. But again, they'll they'll miss tomorrow, um, and we'll just see about the weekend. Uh, Cal and and uh, Carl are, are still uh, weeks away. Still weeks away. Jota out tomorrow. Kevin, a Celtic fan, is on the line. Good evening, Kevin. Hi there. How are you doing, Hi, Kevin? Um, yeah, about the hundred club. Well done, John. You're you're one of them. I did it fifteen years ago, though, Kev. Still there. Yeah. Oh yeah, very proud, Kevin. Yeah, thank you, mate. Very proud. And I I was the first one, I think, to, to get over that mark since Hendrik Larson. Um and then obviously yeah. and then obviously Lee Griffiths. Um credit to Lee, his goals that he scored for the club. And obviously now it's it's James Forrest. And uh it's great because um to me, um, you know, you, you just feel as if you made an impact on the club with all them goals. And you know what, Kev, nobody can ever take him away from me. I'm taking them to my grave. I know I'm in the hundred club, and uh, you have to stay for a number of years to actually reach that milestone. Uh, luckily, I had five years at the club, and uh, extremely proud to have got it. And you look at the the players that are on there: the Dalglishes, the McClares, the Jimmy Johnsons, the Bobby you know, Lennox. Uh, uh, yeah. Bobby Lennox is, you know, uh, absolute great, great players for the club. So. To be on that list is uh, very proud that I'm sure Jamesy Forrest will be feeling exactly the same. No, he should be as well. Yeah, mm. definitely. The name just that. I didn't actually know that Lennox had 100. I think Bobby yeah. got over 200. Wow. I'm yeah, sure he did. What a yeah. good, I mean, he played well into I'm his 30s, mid-30s. I think he's, third, he's yeah. second, you know. There's James McGrory yeah. and then I think there's Bobby Lennox and I think there's Henry Glasson. 
phenomenal. Then you. No, I'm 110. I think Griff got about 115. So, mm. listen, even if I got 101, it's, it's over 100, you know? <laughs> Kevin, what about yeah. strikers? C4 tomorrow, what do you think? Jikamakis, double at the weekend. Would you start him tomorrow rather than Kyogo? Yes. Yeah, you would. John, yes. what would you do? Yeah, I, I, I would go with the same team, Kevin. You know, they've just thumped Hibs 6-1. They've been incredibly impressive. Haksabanovic was really good. I thought Moy has took two or three games, you know, to get amongst it and he'd come on a few times and, you know, the loss at St. Mirren, everybody's thinking, oh well, you know, can can they can they improve? Can they can they come in and and play uh, really well when when some of the other players who play every week are, are missing through injury? And I thought O'Reilly in that new position, you know, that sit-in holding position where Callum normally plays. Um, Jack Amakis on the back of a couple of goals I wouldn't want to be left out I know Ange likes to mix it around a little bit but mm. after a really really impressive win Burnaby I just mentioned in the opening mm. um, comments there he's given Taylor something to think about now Taylor might have to up his game because Burnaby looks a real mm. good player um, yeah, yeah. So, so for me Kev I, I, I wouldn't really change it unless He's looking to give other players some minutes in their legs, but I don't think it's a chance. It's a type of game you can really take a chance. It's a quarter final well, of, of, of a cup competition. Taylor, Sorry, who's going to help me, Taylor? If Benabai's playing, who's going to help me, Taylor? Because Taylor doesn't he not getting played because he's played brilliant. Yeah, he has, but Burnaby's got the shirt and he's just come off the back of a really good performance. I liked him. The the ball that he put in as well for Giacomacchus yeah, in the definitely. 90th minute, that's it with power, precision, and all of a sudden Giacomacchus is in the right place mm. at the right time. Now, listen, I'm not trying to pick Angie's team for sure. him. He, he no. knows what his squad, he knows, and he'll have the sports science guys saying he's in the red zone, he can't play, He's <laughs> he's his legs are this, that and the mm. other. You know. What did you think of the sports science, John? Yeah, John, what did you think what, of sports science? Of sports science? <laughs> Craig, what, 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 I was quite good at Craig, what do you think of Burnaby and how he's doing? Uh, look, he, he, he's a talented player. Um, and again, I think what, what you want is competition for places. So, you know, the important thing is that Burnaby has come in and, and, and shown that he's able to make that contribution, make a big performance. He gives the coach a nice headache. Uh, in regards to the, the striker situation, Giacomacchus, look, he, he, and just tended to, when a striker's in form and scoring goals, he tends to stick with it. Mm. Uh, and when those changes are going to happen in a match, <clears throat> excuse me, it's not normally from the beginning, it's normally uh, later on in the match. So I would expect Giacomacchus to, to hold his starting jersey. Kevin, before we go to the break, how are you feeling about Shakhtar next week? Do you sense that you're going to get three points? Well, we need to. If we might progress, um, I think we will. But, um, it's uh, it's just the team selection, who's fit, and what ones is what to play. It's it's like the squad is there are many players that can actually pick. Me. It's actually playing well there now. Um, obviously the results, but you know, I don't know. Not too no. sure. But I'll tell you what you've got, John Cameron Carter Vickers, a rock in that defence. Oh yeah, and it was important. I think we missed him. I think we missed him when he was out. He just showed how important he was. Um, and I think him and um, and Jens, they look good together. I think they feed off each other. And listen, no disrespect to Hibbs. Um, that was a real, real top performance from Celtic. But now they've, they, they, they've now got to turn that into in, you know, their European form in terms of scoring goals because they've actually played very, very well in the Champions League 
and could have you know could have got some better results if they'd been a bit more clinical and and, and had that cutting edge in front of goal. Probably, probably Europe, Well, the thing is, the thing is, Kevin, I never, I was never concerned if I missed chances. If I wasn't, and I, I believe, I believe the goals will come. All the guys need to do. We have got really good front players: Abada, Jota, Jakamakis, Kyogo. We have got some tremendously talented front players who score goals for fun, but they need to take that form into Europe because it's the lack of goals that have cost Celtic so far now in the four games that we've played. Hopefully, that'll change in Game Five when we welcome Shakhtar Donetsk next Tuesday night it's going to be some night Kevin thanks a lot for calling the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland let's go it's the Go Radio Football Show the Tuesday night edition Paul Cooney and the company of John Hartson Craig Moore Craig you were enjoying enjoying some of the I thought you were going to do a slight tackle there on John when we talked about Ballon d'Or Ballon d'Or we're talking about 100 goal lists and I was just saying to John off air there do you think I would have got into the 100 tackle club yeah but five good ones any on you any on you John Craig was a good player Craig was a good defender really really was hard but fair Hard, would that be tough yeah. solid yeah uh, you know give as good as he got and after 90 minutes we'd walk off the pitch we'd shake hands and, and that would be it there's mutual respect there for each other wasn't dirty listen you could say I was physical and I, I went over, you know, over the score at mm. times because I wanted to show my, my physicality uh, Craig was no different and you'd expect that from a decent centre half you, know, you, can't, you, you, you can't be a shrinking violet when you're a centre half You've got to be able to make tackles and put your foot in. The Bruce Rioch always said to me, Bruce Rioch, you know, yeah. Bruce Rioch, Scottish, of course, yeah. good manager, Arsenal. He said, John, nobody ever won a tackle with a smile on his face. <laughs> He's absolutely right. Yeah. I think to win a tackle, you've got to grit your teeth. You've got to come out with the ball. Ask Graham Sooners if he ever won a tackle with a smile on his face. I very much doubt it. Do you know what? I, and again, talking about tackling, talking about goal scoring goals, and, and it's, it's, it's a 30 players, is that right, that are, that are in the top 100 uh, or yep. scored 100? 30, obviously. So congratulations, John. That's a huge Thanks, achievement. Um, but when you look at football sometimes today, um, and you're watching matches all the time, as I am, and sometimes there's not a lot of contact, but it's more now trying to sometimes play the referee, convince the referee and players... Uh, staying down, uh, you know, for me, a little bit too long. If you're injured, you stay down, you, you get treatment. Otherwise, you know, roll the sleeves up, big man, and, and yeah. get get on with the game, eh? It's very difficult, I suppose, for referees when some players are, are extremely clever, are extremely clever at going over. They're taught that way, you know, on the continent. They come over here, and actually when they win a foul for their team or they win a penalty... And it's not, it's not a penalty. They, you know, they've dived or whatever. They'll go in their dressing room and their manager on, on, on foreign, in, in other countries will go, by the way, excellently, really yeah, good. Yeah. We culture. haven't really been brought up like that here. If it's a foul, it's a foul, you go over. But in general, that's the way yeah. they're brought up, a lot of these players now, that have come mm-hmm. into the game, that are playing sort of on or in, in Spain, in Italy, because they've always had that reputation mm-hmm. You know the foreign players for going down easy because yeah. it's almost accepted in their country. Yeah, it's 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 culture. I remember when I was a young lad and playing against Argentina, uh, and we're chasing the game. You know, I think two two nil, one nil down at the time, 
and the way that they manage the game, you know, like the ball in the corner and, yeah. um, you know, they when they get, they, 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 it, it's so frustrating because you kind of feel as if you, you have no control. Whereas here in Scotland, um, you know, it, we're quite honest. Mm-hmm. We, we are quite honest. Whereas yeah. as you touched on, John, culturally over there, if you get a free kick or if you get a penalty and you've conned the referee, they also consider that to be a good action or well done. Yeah, they get yeah, applauded yeah. for that. Yeah, you get patted on the back by your manager for it. Well played. You know the voices, Craig Moore, John Hartson, 0808 17 17 700. We've got Kilmarnock Dundee United tonight and tomorrow night some great games. Aberdeen against Partick Thistle, top of the championship. Mm-hmm. Glasgow's yeah. other team, Motherwell against Celtic, 6.15. So we'll be getting ready for kick-off this time tomorrow night. And then Rangers Dundee at 8.15. So it's a football fest coming up game after game. Is it a relief in some ways to get away from the Champions League for one week and maybe concentrate on the... Premier yeah, Sports it, Cup. Is, it is because yeah. it's it's a quarter final. You you win a game now. Yeah. You, you play at Hampden. You know what 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 a great opportunity for for Kilmarnock. Derek Derek McInnes mm. been there many times with Aberdeen. Um, it, it'll be difficult, obviously, because um, because Dundee United they their form was changed. They got a good point up at uh, Ross County at the weekend. But if you if you're Kilmarnock and you're, you're at home in the quarter final mm. with a chance. To go to Hamden, and then you get to the semi-finals, and as we've seen many a times, you know a, a team can, any team can can yep. can turn up on the night and get to the final. Look at St. Johnson just two seasons yeah, ago. Absolutely. We'll come back to that game shortly. Let's talk Rangers. GVB is this an insight into the way he would like to play? They've obviously had uh, injuries this season. Who hasn't? But uh, Rangers have not been playing at the best. I'm looking at Craig here. Um, they've not really got the rhythm that they would want. But the two points behind Celtic. Mm-hmm. So he's been speaking today about the players that he's got and the style he likes to play. Well, we want to attack. That's for sure. And sometimes it's in games it goes easier than in other games. The more uh, a team is compact and, and low with a defensive block, the more difficult it is. It's not difficult to see that and then you have to make the right decision in smaller areas that's why you need players who can create chance in, in those moments you know we have some players who are able to do that but are, are, are not in the squad because of injuries we had to change that a little bit to to keep continuing creating chances the last games at home it was good and especially you know against uh, Marwa I think the first two chances we had uh, in the first five ten minutes you know you have to score them because then when you know we make it easier for yourself but the main task tomorrow is to keep continuing our, our attacking uh, development and, 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 and create chances and score goals. Craig, what do you take from that? Who are they missing? Is he thinking Yanis Hadji, who just hasn't featured since last season? He's obviously been a, a loss um, because he's a he's a very intelligent player, takes up great positions, has that killer pass and, and could also score goals. But look, I think I think in general, you know, the the number of players that Rangers still have available to him in the in the wider areas are there. Um what hasn't happened this season so far is is for any one of those individual players to kind of have a real purple patch, um, you know, hit real confidence. I think the important thing is when you play wide players in any game, the quicker you can get the ball to these players um, and as early in the game as possible to try and have that 1v1 and beat your defender. The moment you do that early on in a game, it plants a seed in that defender's head for the rest of the match saying, potentially he's got the better of me here. Uh, and when someone's hot, Paul, keep feeding them the ball, keep giving them the ball. And I just think that the way that Rangers have played, they probably haven't got themselves isolated anywhere near enough with the opponent's fullbacks. And when they potentially have, 
that winning moment, that winning 1v1 duel hasn't gone their way. So therefore, the confidence hasn't been allowed to grow. Ryan Kent. Great example. Great example. Because two know. seasons ago, the balls played Barisic to yeah. Kent and something happened. Yeah, yeah. And, and now at the, at the moment, sometimes, uh, you know, maybe that, that initial pass from Barisic is mm. looking at Kent and maybe it doesn't go there. Maybe he turns to then go and, you know, circulate it back out the, the, the other side. But when you're in form, you're not thinking... Barisic, boom, into Kent. Kent's thinking nothing but beating his opponent. He has that ability. He has that talent. Like I said, it's just about getting into that that mode, the, the mentality, and getting that early win in a football match because then you're on the front foot and you have that confidence. I, I just think I'm looking at it and I'm thinking I'm looking at Rangers is, is 11 and I'm looking at Celtics and I'm thinking I'm not too sure whether Rangers have them explosive front players like Celtic have. I know... Ryan Kent's been very good. But you look at Chota, you look at Abada, the first thing they do when they get the ball is go forward. Um, they're on the front foot. They, they want to create. They want to get a cross in. You know, the, um, and, and then you look at the midfield players, the likes of O'Reilly. And, you know, everything is sharp, quick, snappy. Um, they come out, they, they, hide, they press high. Rangers can win games different ways. You know, Lundstrom at the weekend got the winning goal. Tillman's goal was magnificent. Yeah, He's, yeah. You know, left the defence from Motherwell a little bit to be desired, if that I'm honest. was a fashion goal, wasn't but it? But it was yeah. still a Solo. really good run yeah. and, you know, and he showed trickery and then he had the composure to finish. Motherwell will be really disappointing that nobody actually Tackle. got a foot in. Mm. So, I'm looking at it, I'm thinking, as I said, Rangers have done very well in, in recent times. Obviously, the Europa League final and I still think that Giovanni Van Broekers is still is still trying to get his best eleven out there on a consistent basis and finding a way and and a system like Tom Lawrence started the first five or six games, got himself three or four goals. He's currently out of the team, um, you know. So look at Morelos as well, different player, different player um, to Cholak in terms of he'll come off, he'll drag the he'll drag a defender with him. Yep. Cholak is your ultimate focal point as a number nine. So I still think that, you know, when you watch Celtic play, they have um, they they have a way of playing. You look at them and thinking, Eric's looking at them thinking they want to go and attack. With Rangers, I just I'm just not sure whether they've got that going for them quite just yet. Craig, yeah, they're just you'd agree. They're two different yes. styles. It's clearly, two different styles at this moment in time. Uh, Celtic are very direct, high energy, uh, with and without the ball. Uh, whereas Rangers are a little bit um, in terms of build-up, in terms of in-possession, they're, they're, they're probably a little bit, well, they are slower in terms of getting the ball into those forward areas. They kind of develop and, and then want things to happen, um, you know, through maybe overloads, uh, but it's not it's not straight at the heart of a defence. Uh, and then and then defensively, uh, again, you know, Giovanni, Ange Postacoglu, any coach also wants their players to be able to work hard without the ball. Mm. Um, that's very, very important. The, the important part is, Paul, because you put pressure in, in good areas, right? You win the ball in good areas, you're nowhere near as far to, to goal. So that's why it's so important. Where If you can press uh, teams high up and you get that success uh, of winning the ball, you're, you're there, you're in the area, you're, you're able to score goals. Celtic are very, very good mm. at that. That's clear in the, in the style of play that, that Celtic have. Rangers, due to injuries, due to form, Due to confidence. Due to signings or not signing? 
Well, again, not all the signings. There's been injuries yeah. to some of the signings, which is sometimes that's you know you're a little bit unlucky in terms of getting players on the field and keeping them fit. That's just part and parcel of the, of the business. And some of them, um, yet Matondo, for in, example, in, it's not really happened. No, has it? he's, he's been in and out yeah. again. So you know, we were talking. Um, I was talking to John there about Jack and Marcus and whether or not he's going to start this yeah. game uh, against Motherwell. Now, if you're a striker and you're starting matches and you're you're scoring goals. How disappointed are you when you don't then get that opportunity to go and start and to score more goals? But it comes yeah. on the back of rhythm, and confidence, games. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a word. Yep. Fluency. Fluency, yeah. yeah. I think when you watch Saligat, they're, mm. they're very fluent. Everybody knows what their roles are in the team. Not to say Rangers. Rangers find a different way of winning. As Craig said, they're two very different types of teams with different formations, with different type of players who've got their own yeah. brand of what they want to do. Um, but I just think when both teams are playing really well, I think people like to watch the fluency of Celtic, the way they drill the ball and get it into the box. And they've got them passes, you know, that can really make an impact. Let's drill a wee bit further into this here is Giovanni speaking about the squad rotations. Well, it's, it's a possibility, of course. Uh, we need to rotate because we, you know, we lost a lot of uh, players in the last weeks through to injury. We need to keep to find a good balance in, in, in playing. Uh, and the load for the players because you know the the squad is smaller than we than we want because of the injuries we have. We need to be smart in in uh, in certain positions to to rotate as well. And he also said the two managers, Ange Postecoglou, we'll hear from him again in a few moments. But GVB said, yeah, at this football club, success is expected in every competition. Every cup competition in the league is it, it's expected. Manager of Rangers or player of Rangers to win win all trophies you're you're involved with in um, especially in Scotland because that's our you know that's our priority and of course the league is a priority because it means you qualify for uh, Champions League and are champions of Scotland but uh, it's important you know I want to win every cup competition I won a lot of cups with my old team uh, with Feyenoord and uh, also last year the Scottish Cup and. Uh, you know, in the cup competition uh, in recent years, you know, we haven't won. So we have to make sure we continue our desire and hunger for trophies. What would it do for his, I almost said credibility with the fans, to win over the fans? Because some of them are having him, but some of them are not. We all know that with the Rangers fans. How key is this game tomorrow and ultimately getting to Hamden when in February to win the League Cup? It's a, it's a must-win match, there's no doubt about that. It's the first trophy, as I've touched on, that's up for grabs in this season and... Giovanni uh, wants to be lifting that trophy um, and he's touched on the expectation. Um, if you go a season uh, without winning a trophy at Rangers, it, it's, it's, it's a failure of a season. You, you, don't, know, you don't get the next one, do no, you? No, he, 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 under, he understands that. Um, you have to win trophies at this football club. So important. This is the first one. Um, so they're going to make sure they put themselves in that position to, to go and uh, at least get to, to the semi-final and that's not being disrespectful to, to Dundee. Sure. Um, but Rangers' job is to go and win that game, however that, that happens, uh, and to put themselves in a position where they're still in a cup competition, still with a chance to lift a trophy. And John, listening to him there, he quite rightly reminded everyone yeah. that Rangers have won a trophy. They won the Scottish Cup under him and they got to the, the final in Europe. But it is massive, isn't it, for him to, to win silverware. I mean, the only manager in recent times who survived a couple of seasons with nothing was Steven Gerrard. Yeah, well, the Rangers haven't been used to winning in the last 10, 11 years, Celtic have. But it's a different team. Uh, it's it's a different manager. And he knows the importance to get Rangers back winning trophies to take back to Ibrox. Celtic have been blessed 
in recent years. The Brendan Rodgers years, Rangers had problems. They had to go down the leagues and everything else. So this particular um, this particular argument, Giovanni von Bronckhorst is, is spot on. You know, he's come to Rangers to win trophies now. Yeah. He's brought in a lot of the players. Um, they haven't had great success in recent years. Um, but he realises now, now is the time to deliver. Steve Gerrard delivered the big one, but he only won one trophy in nine. Yeah. Brendan Rodgers won 12 out of 12. So that's success. Oh, but this you know? is, sorry, sorry, John, but this is this is a club, you, you say that they don't, um, or, or in terms of they haven't been winning. I mean, you look at the 10-year process of, of, of where Rangers were to where they've got to now. Mm-hmm. They had to win. They had to win lots of matches. They had to win titles. Okay, they might not have been the Premier League title, but now you're at the top table again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's where um, the difference is, you know, in terms of that mentality, still having to, to deliver trophies for the football club year in, year out. Steven Gerrard did have a couple of years where I think it was still in the building process of the squad that was able to mm-hmm. compete with Celtic, who were very, very strong in the 10 years, obviously 11 years in the top flight. Mm-hmm. But there were, there were still, obviously, Rangers had to win a lot of football matches and titles to get back yeah. to where they are. John said he has bought many of the players, paraphrasing what you said a moment ago, has he bought, are they his players? We're going to take a quick break. Lots of callers on last night about that saying, is it his team? Who, who's, who's making the choices at Rangers and recruitment? That's coming next. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! It's the Go Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney, John Hartson, Craig Merton. Loads of your calls coming in. 08 08 17 17 700. And we're on the socials at Go Football Show. And thanks for making the switch, Craig. John, you're helping to get the numbers up and up to the downloads. People really enjoying the programme. Some great comments coming in from all over. Well, the west of Scotland here and beyond. It's brilliant, isn't it, these days, Craig? People can listen. Do people listen down under? Yes, I do. I've I've actually got, um, and it was... Andrew's assistant coach, yes, um, who coaches in J League Two. Um, he listens all the time. Pete Klamowski, if you're listening, how are you, mate? Good He's day. in Japan. Yeah, yeah so fantastic. No, yep. yeah, plenty, okay. plenty of reach for for yep. Go Radio. John, what about in the valleys? Give us a few names. Uh, Just lie. make it up. Nobody'll know. Merthyr <laughs> Valley, the yeah. Ronda, um, all these places. Port Albert, Pagland, <laughs> Barry, Barry Island. Yeah. <laughs> We're everywhere. We're in the posters as well. Someone at the weekend said, oh, "You're the guy from the poster." So uh, it's great. Thank you for making the switch for joining the winning team here at Go Radio Glasgow's own. We're right into it. We're looking forward to tonight and tomorrow night. Kilmarnock against Dundee United at Rugby. Park. Get along to the game. What an what a night! Pretty good, isn't it, Craig? You've got the uh, the south side window there. Yeah. You can look. You can almost see. That's you nice. Oh, that's been, that's been a beautiful. That's been a beautiful day. Good day today. Ah, Have you had your exercise out and about? Mental health today? Not yet. No, no. not yet. Tonight? I might go to the gym on the way home. Good. Like it. What, is it good coffee? <laughs> <laughs> that's me. Yeah, John, up and about. Yeah, yeah I take my yeah. dog for a walk every day. Poor my little Bella. So that keeps me uh, keeps me in half shape. Get, get the downloads on for Bella. <laughs> we need every single one. <laughs> then tomorrow night, this time tomorrow, we'll be getting ready for kickoff at Fir Park. Motherwell against Celtic. Aberdeen against Partick Thistle at 7.45. And then at 8.15, Rangers against Dundee. We're hearing from both managers. A bit more from Ange in a moment or two. I'm going to hear from Leon King. Very much in the news at the moment. There's a lot of speculation. It does sound as though someone's working. Uh, <laughs> and, and dare I say an agent, maybe 18 years old, playing for Rangers. Mm. Get on with it, you know? And uh, you he's know, learn your, learn your craft. Yeah, he's yeah. playing. I think that's the most important thing for any player. But 
definitely for a young one. Here is a bit from um, him speaking about the guidance he's getting from a man who went to a World Cup final and won the Champions League, his manager. Just everything, really. Um, we, we touched base a, a few times during the week as well, just to give a, a few pointers in the last few games and also working closely with all the coaching staff and also the, the senior players as well. So it's just about getting as much information and experience as I can at this, this young age. And he speaks well, doesn't it? Deep voice for an 18-year-old there. He sounds a wee bit older, a mature head. He's speaking about the player last week who got that injury. He's out for a while, Connor Goldson. He's still here. He's still around the training ground. So it'll be massive to get also pointers and tips from him just day in, day out. And obviously to see him around the building as well will give us, give us confidence. And playing in the Champions League? It's still surreal for me. And obviously my, my family are really proud as well. It's crazy, um, but that's the games that I want to be playing in. I want to be playing Champions League games with this football club and we just need to pick ourselves back up for that, that tough defeat against Liverpool and Ibrox and bounce back and go again. I mean, big enough to be playing for Rangers in the Champions League, but speculation about other clubs down south and some of the German clubs, is it affecting them? To be honest, I just concentrate on the, the job that I've got here. I don't really pay attention to it and it's outside these, these gates and four walls. I only just see this as the start, um, being a young one and getting flung into the first team at such a young age. You obviously see the likes of Alex and Adam and Charlie as well getting their chance. So being a Rangers fan as well, it's, it's amazing. Great future ahead. Yeah, yep. and it, it, it's good that he mentions obviously a couple of the, well, a few of the other younger lads that have had some involvement uh, from the the academy. So so that's also good because if you're going to have an academy, Paul, it's important that you develop players for your first team. So it's good to start to see players breaking through. Um, but Leon King at 18 years of age, you touch on it there, he, he handles himself extremely well. He seems quite level. Um, and that's what you've kind of seen from his performances. You know, he's, he's come in at a young age, um, Champions League, tough, tough football. Uh, and then domestic football, it, it, it's completely different again. Have there been mistakes there? Yeah, of course there have been mistakes. He's a young lad and yeah, he's going to yeah. learn from those mistakes. But he's got the right people around about him and he has a wonderful opportunity now to continue you know, getting minutes, which is going to be huge for his development. And I think as game um, by game passes by, I think Rangers are really starting to appreciate and understand what a, what a good young talent they've got at the football club. Craig, four or five weeks to go till the World Cup, so it's going to be a season like no other. Mm. What's your assessment just now then about the Rangers signings, about Giovanni? You played alongside yeah. him so many times, you know yeah. him well. Everyone says, what a decent guy, what a successful guy. Yeah. Uh, they're only two points off the top and yet mm. uh, no points yeah, in yeah. the Champions League. What are you thinking about the signings and the team that's there? And I'm thinking with the looking to January or whatever, yeah. what do you think is going to happen? Well, again, you, so the, give you a kind of full wrap of the of the the, the transfer scenario yeah. or what's happened. So the players that have come in, Cholak's been uh, successful. He's come in and done a great job. Lawrence looked extremely lively before he picked up his unfortunate injury. Motondo has shown glimpses, um, but probably hasn't. Uh, you know, the Rangers supporters haven't seen the consistency that they would have liked. Ben Davies is only just starting to get minutes on the back of a few uh, injury issues. Are you liking the looks, look of him? Looks a composed player. Looks um, as if he will give that Rangers defence good balance, naturally being left-sided. Um, being fit and healthy is important for him, as it is any a, play, a player. Suter obviously hasn't got started due to, to injury. Yilmaz was a big investment that hasn't really got close enough or we haven't seen enough of him to... Uh, to really make a, an informed decision. But nope. when you spend a, a decent amount of money, you would um, think that he would probably have been earmarked to come into the team sooner than he has. Will we see him, do you think? Well, I think the the you touch on the next four or five weeks before the, the World Cup uh, break, 
that's huge for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's huge for this player, uh, and and obviously it'll um, be a decision that that you know that Rangers I'm sure are monitoring as well because if they don't feel as if he's any closer to that first team, and then the player also has that same feeling, then like any other player, he'll want to go and play. So that might then throw up potential options, loan options in, in January, but that's getting ahead of ourselves. And then the, the also the biggest one, did I miss a signing there? Was that the um, six or seven? Um, Yilmaz, uh, Matondo, Matondo, Davies. Yilmaz, uh, sorry, not Yilman, um, yeah. Tillman. Tillman, 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 Tillman again, young. Tillman yeah. Young looks as if he's got mm. great talent, ability. Um, consistency at this stage of his career isn't there yet, but mm. obviously you see his goal against Motherwell where he, he glides by five players, great composure. So he is a great talent. I still think the the the, the big disappointment at um, at Rangers, um, and again, we don't know what's happened behind the scenes and what conversations mm. have taken place over the last 18 months, but listening to the supporters, um, you know, the, the Kent and the Morello situation, um, you know, potentially... The club could lose these players at the end of the season for nothing. Um, do you think that's Do you think that's a problem with the players, though, or, or is it the club? Because surely, if you got a player like Ryan Kent, surely you offer him a new contract. You know, don't yeah, let yeah, his contract go yeah. down. And the other thing as well, people talk about his his recruitment and the players he's brought in. Let's not forget, Giovanni van Bronckhurst was left with a championship winning team. Yes, he was left McGregor. He was left Tavernier. He was left with Kent. Mm-hmm. He was allowed to sign Golson on a long term deal when yep. his contract was up. Yep. He was left with Stephen Davis. He Arfield. was left with Ryan Jack. Arfield Arfield. Well resigned, so he yeah. was left with an extremely good bunch mm-hmm. of players, a championship winning team yep. that Stephen Gerrard had built mm-hmm. and stopped Celtic winning the 10. Mm-hmm. So you can go through his, his new signings and yep. the recruitment. A yep. couple of them have done reasonably well. He's yep. been unlucky with one or two others. You know, Rangers fans are probably thinking, yeah, yeah. we're not going to give this guy an absolute easy ride because he was left with a championship winning team. Yeah, and I think you're, you're right, John, in terms of and, and the way that people will tend to assess, um, and it's fair, mm-hmm. in, in my opinion, is when you're assessing a, a, a football squad from the previous season to this season, at Rangers and Celtic, you always need to be looking to improve that squad. Now, I think that um, a lot of people, uh, you know, listening and, and speaking to a lot of supporters, John, yeah. you know, they feel that that the the squad isn't stronger yeah. this season. It's not, uh, is it? So when, that, that's what a lot sure. of people are saying. Arribo, Bassi. You know, big losses, you know, for players, you know, and Patterson, who, who wasn't really sure. a starter, but again, then maybe Tavernier could have been rested uh, throughout the season if you had a Patterson here. But they yeah. made, you know, Rangers made good money on the back of that. And you've still got... Devine, who for me is a good yep. young right fullback coming through the system yeah, as yeah. well. So the argument is, are Rangers a better team or a better squad this season than last season? And you'll have a very, very high percentage of people saying no. Yeah, and I'm with you because I liked I liked Arebo. Obviously, the money for Bassi was huge. You had to, didn't they? You have to. And you yeah. have to if somebody comes in for King. If they pay yep. you now 22 million. Money talks, money by good players. And and unfortunately, even Celtic, when they sold Kiarantini, they've sold other players. If the money is right, everybody's for sale. We're going to come back to that after the news. Okay. Let's hear from Ange Postacoglu. Uh, like GVB, he was saying, yeah, 
the big clubs, Celtic and Rangers, are expected to win every game in Scotland. It's just the nature of this football club that irrespective of sort of your you know, recent history in any competition, you're expected to, particularly domestically, to, to try and be successful again. So, um, you know, I think um, from our perspective, uh, it doesn't really matter that uh, you know, we won it last year. And I think we know that sort of playing for this football club means that you're challenged for every competition. And, uh, you know, I think it helped us last year in terms of, you know, our progress as a team because the start of the year was obviously really challenging and having the cup competition and doing well in it, um, you know, and winning it sort of in the first half of the year, I thought accelerated some of our progress and belief in what we were doing. But in terms of this year, I mean, as I said, it, it wouldn't matter how we went last year. We, you know, we were expected to, to challenge in all competitions and that's what we'll be doing. And in Europe, he knows they need to be more clinical. Well, it's never a bad time, that's that's fair to say. Um, but look, from my perspective, I just think we keep, as I said before the game, we just have to keep doing what we're doing. If you keep banging on the door, like I said, somebody will answer. You know, the worst thing we can do is when the goals aren't going in is change our approach because they're not going in when we know that we're still creating chances. That's where I think some lose their way a little bit. You know, the answer doesn't lie in doing something differently. The answer lies in, you know, continuing to believe in our approach and eventually we'll take those chances and that's what happened on the weekend. You know, we, you know, there was at least a couple of the goals that came from deflections that went in, you know, in the Champions League or in previous games, it would hit the post and go out. You know, that's the fine lines. But what you can't do is lose your resolve or belief in what you do because you're not getting the outcomes. You know, we believe in the processes, we believe in how we play our football. We, you know, if we weren't creating chances, then that would be a different sort of uh, discussion for me. Well, that's something to discuss after the news with John Hartson and Craig Moore. More on Rangers, more on Celtic and more on the game tonight as well. Kilmarnock against Dundee United. Not forgetting the Jags tomorrow. They're in the big time. They're at Petordry Aberdeen against Partick Thistle. News is next. There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. On the countdown to tonight, Kilmarnock against Dundee United and then tomorrow night, the big two in action, Rangers against Dundee. It's the League Cup, the Scottish, the Premier Sports Cup, Aberdeen, Partick Thistle and first up at 6.15, Motherwell against Celtic. I see down south that uh, Jurgen Klopp in trouble, charged with improper conduct, guys. John Hartson, Craig Moore, after that incident, what did you make of it? With Klopp, he's one of the huge characters. Yeah. So is Guardiola. Yeah, I mean, look, he... he He's always excitable on the uh, on the sideline, isn't he? And and again, it's there's a lot at stake and it's high emotion. Um, do we want robots on the sideline? <laughs> uh, I, I prefer to see the characters. And Mourinho's the same, isn't he? He's exactly the same. But um, obviously, he's 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 annoyed somebody, Paul, and yep. they've come down. What what is the actual punishment? I'm looking at is it is it a fine? Is it a suspension? But you know, it's just one of those ones where I think they're just trying to manage it and make sure for the respect, the respect with, for the officials. I, I'm with you, Craig. As long as they don't cross the line and and know and they they're going at each other physically. That that, that you know they are verbals. Um, they're both very very passionate managers, aren't they? You see them do it all the time. Martin O'Neill was passionate. 
he'd shout, he'd, he'd roar at you on the pit. I quite like that. I like to see the manager who cared. <laughs> what you know, did he shout at you? But I well, quite yeah. a few things. I wouldn't mention them on it. Yeah, you but, can't. But one or two other managers play quite bland. They stand there, they mm. don't say anything. And I know which manager I'd rather play under. And it happens as well, Paul. I watched, see when like, the pandemic had just hit and all that, and I was going down and I'd watched, um, it, it was Liverpool-Everton. It, mm. it was a derby. The derby, yeah. Um, and... Um, the, no, I lie. It was Liverpool. Was when when Lampard was maybe still at Chelsea, mm-hmm. right? And you could hear it. You could hear it on the sideline yeah, because right. you're there because it's I an empty stadium. It. I and, and, that. and they're going ding dong, ding dong the whole game. Mm-hmm. It happens in a game of yeah. football, and it's one of those ones that as long as the final whistle, you come and it's shaking hands. And they're competitors. Yeah, they're, they're, they're winners. They hate losing. They hate their teams going mm-hmm. behind because that passion is oozing out of them. You don't want to take that away. But it's got to be done right. Of they course. Can't, they can't, yep. can't overcross the mark. I hope, yep. they I, hope, I hope they don't ban them the way they did up here with Jim Goodwin. Eight oh. games, six games, boof. Although they've appealed it, I think quite rightly. He's crossed somebody. Anyway, let's get back on the lines. Next week, we'll be back at the Radisson Red for the programme with um, our friends at Macklin Motors. And then the podcasts from the Radisson Red with Steen. I see Rod Stewart was there the other night enjoying Radisson Red, John. So um, we've had some good nights there. The games have been more difficult mm-hmm. and we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. But this week, it's back to the league action. They both won at the weekend. Um, both in action tomorrow night. And Craig's on the line from Cumbernauld. Good evening, Craig. Good evening. Hey, Paul, John and Craig. How are you doing? Hi, Craig. Good. Hi, Craig. How are you? Are you back to... A bit of normal after the game with Liverpool. We don't need to talk about it now. We've talked about it for days. What are you feeling after the win at the weekend? Yeah, listen, I was happy we get the win at the weekend. Um, you know, was it as comfortable as it could have been? No. But I think coming off the back of what happened um, last midweek, going to a place like Far Park, you know, and Motherwell are in decent form just now as well. So it's not just that you're going to Far Park. Um, it was always going to be tough. Um, and it was probably not a game you'd a hand picked to play straight after that. But the players showed character. You know, they could have folded when that goal went in for McKinstry, which was a peachy goal, whether it was meant or not. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you sure. know, so I think they did show character. They dug in and got the result. They should have had more goals. I think that's the one aspect that that was frustrating because there was there was plenty of chances. I thought Tillman just leaned back too much in his, his oh, initial yeah. shot that he yeah. blazed over the bar early. Yeah. Kent, again, if he was a bit more confident, I think probably I think probably would have drilled it across the keeper with his left rather than trying to cut in. But at the end of the day, that's the thing. And I think that's the thing we need to focus on because I get after what happened last week there was going to be a bit of hysteria. But I think parts of it have led too far. Look, the team does need improving. There's no doubt. But we are also missing some key players you know, were missing Tom Lawrence for example who before he got injured was firing um, you know he was getting himself yeah. right into good form um, now we're missing Goldson Morelos hasn't been fully fit um, until recently with other issues as well going on Kimar Roof is still out and you know he is somebody who does get you at least 10-11 goals a season so uh, he is an important player And but I think despite that domestically we've been doing okay we've only lost one game that was to Celtic we haven't lost to anybody else in the league we had that draw against Hibs and that's it. And that's the difference between us and Celtic right now is that draw against Hibs, which we were down to nine men by the time okay. we actually yep. dropped the points. So you're quietly confident saying, let's not panic? Definitely. I think okay. if we panic now, okay. it can only play into Celtic's hands. Right, let's throw that to John Hartson. Craig, how would you um, how would you sum up? I know there's 
one or two disgruntled fans because I've seen the reaction, yeah. particularly to the Celtic defeat. That could, that can happen. Um, and obviously the result against uh, Liverpool the other night. But how, how would you sum up um, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's, uh his time uh, back as back at Rangers as a play in, in the t- in, as a manager in the time that he's been back? How would you sum it up in in, in general? I think it's been decent. Obviously, mm. decent isn't good enough for Rangers. It has to be better. But you know. He's been in the job less than a year. Mm. He did take us to the Europa League final. Um, yes, Gerard got us through the group, but he guided us through those knockout games, sensational wins against Borussia Dortmund, Leipzig. He also won the Scottish Cup. He done something yep. that Steven Gerrard never did, you know, um, and he done it the first time of trying. So I think there's a lot of positive. I think this season has been more disappointing, but I don't fully blame him for that because I don't think he's been given the backing, certainly the kind of backing that, that Gerrard was given um, because you can't tell me that you qualify for the Champions League and that you've got two weeks to go knowing that you probably need at least two players to bolster the squad and you don't lift a finger that's not just on the manager at that point that's on what's going on above him so I think it has been decent at least there is room for improvement certainly I think he's had his tactics wrong one too many times against Celtic but in his defence um I do think it's incredibly difficult to work out the best way to set up because mm. the way Ange Postacoglu plays, it's very, very difficult mm. to come up with a, a system that will neutralise that for too long. I, I'm totally with you, Craig. I've got to say, when I when I came on here a couple of months ago or four or five weeks ago, mm. there was a lot of, as I said, there was one or two fans, Paul, calling for his head and saying, and I, I'm with you. I, I think that was extremely harsh. Got you to the Europa League final. You were one penalty away, by the way, of, of winning that. That would have been extraordinary in terms of what you achieved uh, last season. You won the Scottish Cup, beat Celtic very, very well in the semi-final. Um, it's a really, really good, gritty, hard, hard, you know, hard fought performance from from Rangers that day. And and I, if I was a Rangers um, fan, I'd be thinking. We've got the right man in charge here. Who would you bring in if you, if you get rid of Giovanni Van Bronckhurst? So why was there no money, taking Craig's point and John's point, why were you disappointed, Craig, that there wasn't money for him when Rangers qualified for the Champions League? Well, again, that, that's something that we all, uh, I guess, are assuming. We don't know for sure whether sure. that's the, the case because, uh, and the reason why I say that, uh, and be interested to hear what you think also, Craig, is Rangers, I think, was the last season, again, were probably criticised for... Um, Recruitment not being as strong as what it, what it, it could have been um, and being too late in the window. Whereas I'm pretty sure that this season, this window leading into this season, that Rangers done virtually all of their business um, a couple yeah. of weeks prior to uh, deadline day. So they, they seemed to be set in, in their mind, ready to, to go for the start of the season, which tells me they were happy at that time, Paul, with what they had. Craig? Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, look, last season was the same. I think it's the one weakness we've had. Um, you could even make the case that the season we won the league, the, the recruitment in the initial stages didn't look like it was possibly going to be enough. Um, I, I think it's obviously, it seems to me that they're trying to do somewhat of a juggling act. They're wanting to go on a model like Celtic do. You bring players in for you know good prices, Increase their value over the course of a couple of seasons, and then you sell them on buy low, money, sell high. Is great. Sure, but you, you still have to make sure that those are the right players. 
yeah. and that they can do the job. I think mm-hmm. players, like, and even some of the players in Cotton Lawn, I mean, I'm sorry, but players like Ahmad Diallo, yeah. um, you know, he had sparks. Uh, he did have moments, but the issue with players like that is he's very young. He's barely had much experience at Man U, and you'd expect him to come into a massive club like Rangers. Um, that that's usually something that the young player would take. Although to be fair, Jota did that at Celtic, didn't he, Craig? I'm, I'm, you know, it doesn't mean to say that it's, it's the wrong thing. See that the, buying them in young uh, at a low price and then selling them on doesn't that have to be the model? And the managing director Stuart Robertson said it a year over a year yeah, ago. Yeah. This has to be the model. You know, buy them young, like the Virgil Van Dykes or Wanyamas yeah. or whatever. They list them at Celtic. There's not that Nathan Patterson now at Rangers. Yeah, yeah. Calvin Bassey. See, the thing is, right? So Rangers have come out and, and said that clearly this is the model, the business model. Yeah. Um, you know, the trading model that we, we want to work towards. Uh, and I don't think any Rangers supporter has an issue with that. You know, as long as it's good business, that you get the right players at the right time of their careers on the way up and you're able to make profit. And there's a bit of competition, sorry, between the two fans, yeah. isn't there? Yeah. And, the, oh, Aribo, 10 million, Bassi, 20 yeah. million, then Celtic say, well... You there, know. there is, and I also agree in terms of the, 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 the structure and, and the process behind Kent. Mm-hmm. Originally for loan, with an option to buy. Comes and does really, really well. Triggers a a, a buy for what was it maybe maybe seven million. Mm. So that's that's part of the plan. Mm. But now the to complete that and to execute properly, you also need to have an exit strategy. And and I just don't think that that Rangers have been able to deliver the exit strategy for Ryan Kent, for example, because if he's not going to re-sign. Um, they're going to lose thing. him for nothing. Mar- if he wasn't going to yeah. resign, you had to sell and make your money. Morelos is away, isn't he? Well, again, I, I, I don't know, but he's got six months remaining well, on, he's on, not on in his the contract. Team. He's his manager is clearly unhappy with him. Yes, they got over that little spat at the start of the season. He's featured off the bench a little bit. But a player that has scored over 100 goals, yeah. who's playing a bit part right now, yeah. down to Cholak's form also, by the way, mm-hmm. You know, unless things change dramatically and he gets back in the team, I can see him leaving. I really can because this player was quoted to be worth 15, 20, 90. Now he's down to his last year. If you don't sell him in the window, you'll get nothing for him. And he's probably still got a little bit of a selling sort of decent fee that somebody would pay even with six months to go. It would still need to be decent, John, because... um, Otherwise, you're better, in my opinion, keeping these players and until the end of the season and saying that, look, Rangers might have tried everything they could have possibly done to, to keep these two players at the football club and for whatever reason, they might have decided that I'm going to run my contract down. Let me finish this. And, and what I will say is, finally, if you are that player that's going to run down your contract, again, no issue if it's out there in the open, everyone knows the situation, but to get that deal at that next station or that next football club, so to speak, between now and the end of the season, you need to you need to perform. Yeah. On a day to day basis, I know they can talk to clubs January one, mm. but you you don't want to let yourself down. Mm. You don't want to let your family down. You don't want to let your teammates down. You don't want to let the supporters down. So I, I still think that that can be managed well. The disappointing thing for Rangers potentially is they get no money for these two players. Mm. John can ask and stay with us Craig. on the line, Craig. John, how highly do you rate? Morelos as a striker not the way he's playing at the moment I mean I think it's terrible that he missed the Champions League last season Rangers fans don't often say this he chose not to be back and to be ready for you mm-hmm. and they say oh he's a great and he is great Barry quite rightly says he'd be number one in his team shape when he is fit yes but it's nobody else's fault 
but he's owned that he's that he's missed so much of it. But John, you were a great striker. Uh, yeah, I, I've I've always seen Morelos as a good goal scorer. He's come back with a hundred goals. You, you know, you can't yeah. deny him of that. Um, he's very unpredictable. Mm-hmm. You don't quite know what you're going to get from him um, in terms of. I don't think his touch is that great. He's not silky, but he's a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. He'll run in behind. He's a pest. He'll fight you. He'll compete with you. And he'll get all types of goals. Um, I like him. I, I've always liked him. But um, when you're not playing and the signs are you're not really going to feature him, particularly with Cholak doing so well, his representatives, he's thinking himself, do I want to be a, a, a do I want to be a bit part player here on the back of the success that he's had when once upon a time not so long ago the Rangers fans a hero worshipping him he'd be missing that type of sort of reaction from yeah. the crowd because he's unable to give it at the minute and while he's not playing he's struggling to get his fitness up because you can train all day so if I'm Morelos I'm thinking what happens next are his representatives thinking you know, I've got six months to go. I've been here for a number of years. There was a lot of interest for me. Was I, I might just go? I might just go and and and, yeah. and chance my arm because I don't think I don't think Giovanni Van Bronckhorst right. really fancies him. Really? If yeah. he did, he'd be in the team now. Craig, uh, look, I just think that I think why so many of the Rangers supporters actually love Morelos is because he is actually different, mm. um, and. At the same time, has he let the supporters down at times? Yeah, of course he has. You know, he's come back in times where he, he's he's not been uh, fit enough. His condition has not been good enough. And so for whatever reason, he's let himself slide and then come back. And then he's found himself behind the eight ball a little bit, trying to work in towards, you know, getting the games and getting the minutes and getting the trust of of every everybody within the football club. But when he's on, yeah, he, he, he delivers like no other Rangers mm. player can deliver. He scores all types of goals, John, like you touched on. What he's also able to do is is make a goal out of absolutely nothing at all. He's the only player at that football club that has that in his locker. But you you look at the situation, and I go back to it. We can move on in a minute. Um, is it time for Thank him you. to go? Does he want that little bit of freshness? Does he want to go maybe and think, well, you know, my manager. Sometimes managers come in, and I'm not saying I'm only, you know... Uh, I'm only just surmising, basically, the looking at it from the outside. Does his manager really, really fancy him to go in? And because at, at this moment in time, he might—he looks to me as if he's—he's he's almost needing a fresh challenge. Craig, what do you think? On song, is he not the best striker? at your club and what do you want to see happen with him because he's not even really in the shop window just now because you're saying does he want to go where is he going to go at the moment oh I think Onsong is definitely the best striker at the club I think Onsong he's, he's clearly you know top three strikers in the country probably top two I think him and Kyogo on mm. top form are the two best but for me I think you know it's frustrating because it isn't a one-off I think this season he got a bit more of a buy because he did get he did have an injury, which yeah. obviously he had to recover from, so that wasn't going to help his fitness. But it's at least two or three seasons in a row where in the early part of the season he's came back unfit. Now, what I would say, and I think it's a, a key point, that's not just down to the player. That's down to the coaching staff and the managers are there because they're allowing that to happen. You know, mm-hmm. For whatever reason, they've not managed that well enough. Now, I would like, personally to see what he can do between now and the end of this season 
And then I, I do agree with John. I think he is probably going to go. But if we're going to get a decent return on him, which I think if he is to go, we all want, because certainly this time last year, you know, if he was to leave, you would probably have been looking somewhere in the region of 16, 17 million, I would have thought. Maybe mm-hmm. now it's, it's mm-hmm. slightly less. But I think for him to get back to a decent value, he's got to go out, score the goals, improve himself. Because let's be honest here, if he didn't do what he'd done at Easter Road, we're levelling points with Celtic right now. That That's still a reality, because for me, mm. even with 10 men, yeah. we didn't look like we were going to not win that game. He gets himself sent off for the game, and that's the one yep. thing, he's, and I think that doesn't help buyers, because they see that over a long period of time and think, he's still got that in him. When is he going to win? And you look at that incident, Craig, that isolated incident, maybe on this, on, on the back of his better... Um, in, in in terms of his uh, record of sending offs and discipline, is is that a sign of frustration, um, fed up, angry, lashing out l- l- that got him that sending off? He just doesn't quite look happy. Maybe I, I, maybe I annoyed himself. I, yeah. I, I just but, think it's also that that it's sometimes that guidance, different culture, yeah. um, that 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 support, and and you know when I when I see Marielos a couple of times when I've maybe done a little bit of work at the ground, John, mm. and you're coming around and you're walking the track and. They 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 walk the track before any game, and you see him, and he always keeps to him to himself. Does he? Yeah. Yeah. He's always you know like at the back and kind of not really with the main group, and it's not because um, that he doesn't mingle with the group. But again, when your your language and there is that cultural barrier, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously that can sometimes play its play its role. But I, but I still feel that if he has the right the right guidance, the right people around about him, a lot of his sending offs. Uh, and his discipline issues are not necessarily nasty. They're they're, they're yeah. petulant. They're petulant. Stupid. Even you remember yeah. the, the he was lucky not to get sent off against I think it was Napoli. Yeah, uh, where That's he was right. already a yellow card yep. and he, he tugged mm. the the jersey um, and, and and got away with it. I just feel as if he needs better support because I think he could be so much better. He's a great talent, but he can be so much better. Craig, you put some great points there. One word I would uh, argue with you when you said he was maybe 16 million last year. He might be slightly less than that. It's much less than that, Craig, isn't it? No, Craig, uh, me, you. Yeah, 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 I, I, I'll ask both. Look, yeah again, to be look. fair, we'd love him to be higher. Anyone yeah, playing here, we would be. Because his contract is running down. Of that's, course. That's the only but, reason but, that it's lower. But also, he's not delivering what he was delivering. No, and, a year and, and, a half and ago. again, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the exact figure has ever been. If there's actually ever been a figure that's been offered, but from you know what's been speculated, okay, okay. The, you hear you hear in all sorts of prices. But John touches on it with six months. You know, you're coming into the last six months. Come January one, which we're not a million, Two and a half a million miles away. Yeah. yeah. Then, then eleven weeks. Uh, you're, you're not you're not picking up a lot Somebody of might you're not picking in. up a lot of money. Yeah, Somebody might go and there's one or two million. Go hang a bit of a carrot to, to Rangers and go. Do you know what? We'll give him we'll give you four million. Craig, you know what will happen tomorrow night? They'll score a hat trick at, at Fair Park, probably, possibly. He's back up to sixteen then. Yeah. <laughs> Craig, <laughs> thanks. You've got Glasgow talking. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go. Go Radio Football Show, some breaking news. The man in the middle is no longer, or is that the person who really decides? Because we've got the team for the first VAR game on Friday night, Hibs against St. Johnson. And when I saw it was Willie Collum, you think, oh, he's the referee. No, he's the main VAR official. And it's Kevin Clancy, who is the match referee. It's the new age. We're now in VAR days. Craig, what do you make of it with VAR? 
discuss no just a quick touch no. on it what do you feel ah, look VAR is here um, obviously it's now come to, to Scotland I've no doubt there will be uh, teething issues I think it's important for communication so that um, we're all up to speed as best as we possibly can so that we're mm. still able to watch and um, you know, for me, it's about atmosphere. It's about enjoying, and we want to make sure that that is still there for the fans. Have you been studying the rule book and the laws of the game? Getting there, yes. I haven't, yes. but I need to start, John. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's going to be different, isn't it? But it's here, and we're joining the big ones league now. It has to be, isn't yeah. it? Because England's got it uh, on the continent. Many of them, the internationals have it. Champions League, Europa League as well. We've got no option, but it's going to be different, isn't it? When you think you've scored a goal and yeah. then you have to wait three minutes. Well, that's right. And it is going to be, uh, a lot of things will be cleared up, in particular offsides decisions because that's black and white. That's that's a line. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, a lot of penalty calls, um, a lot of free kicks, these type of things, sending offs. That is still going to be led by um, a VAR person who's behind that screen. You are going to get controversy. Um you are going to get every Monday, by the way, Paul. I think Go Radio need five of us on it. That's right. The VAR because was... every weekend, I'm telling you, we are going to be talking about VAR. Oh, right? Yep. And this is how it, it happens yep. down south. You know, it happened at the weekend. Did did Haaland pull back? Was it Fabinho? Yeah, yeah. 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 And, yeah. and all of a sudden, nobody saw it. Well, we did it in our guard check last night with Barry nah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and with Mark. So My concern with VAR and... and what what we've seen there, John, and you touch on that particular offside, you can't get it. You can't get it wrong. It's black and white, yes. as you say, right? Um, the rest um, is down to still interpretation. So I might see it a completely different way to you see it. Um, so the, the you know the decisions can still change from week to week. Uh, that for me, that's a concern. And also, I think now what VAR down south is being drawn into is re-refereeing the game in terms of that that pulling of the jersey. For me, if the referee's live and he's watching that and it's no foul, it's no foul. VAR then comes back and re-referees that. I didn't yeah. think that's what VAR was originally brought into the game yeah. for. But everybody missed that and, and it was it was a goal initially and then VAR look at it on the screen and they think, by the way, there's a potential foul there. And I thought he was, I thought he, no, no, there it was. was a tag yeah, on the there shirt. Was. There's no doubt yeah. about it. So yeah. in the end, that decision was perfect. That was, although... Guardiola kicked off about it yeah. Pep Guardiola yep. but it was a foul he's, he's, he's dragged him along and it's a foul probably had nothing to do with the goal because the goal sure. went wide yeah. and it was Ford who actually shuck, shuck, put it in from a narrow angle but in the build up if it had nothing to do with the goal but still there's a foul in the build up and they, they didn't they give the goal um, they said no goal yeah yeah I just like I said for me I just feel as if that is re-refereeing the game and there's so many scenarios in build ups to so many goals where you can maybe question, was that a free kick? Was that? No, well, the referee clearly yeah. made a decision. It's not an obvious error. Mm. Sure. I think we've got to be positive about it, though, Paul, coming yeah. in. I think, you know, the the Scottish AV or the SPFA, whoever's, you know, whoever's pulling up the money and everything else and, the, the you know, uh, whoever's putting um, all the funding yeah. behind it, it's got to be a positive thing. It can only it can only help the referees actually refereeing the game with, with, with things that they potentially missed. Um... So, you know, there's a lot of uh, interest. There's a lot of, yep. you know, uh, research gone into things. It's finally here in our league um, and it's got to be a positive thing. Got to be. Will there be a button penalty for 
and then just fill it in. <laughs> Will it be there? Oh. VAR, it's going to be with us. And of course, we do discuss it our own Go Radio. Um, VAR assisted on a Monday night, not to be missed. We, we might ask you about Leon <laughs> King. Everyone last night said it it shouldn't have been a, a red card. Do I'm, we want to that, talk about it? I want to. You, sorry, you're in. I'm let's in just corner. do it. Okay? Yeah, I'm in that corner. Yeah, and, and again, so we've all see things, all have our yeah, opinions, right? Sure. So what I've seen from Leon King was he makes a genuine uh, attempt to, to try and win the ball. He doesn't win the ball. He obviously catches uh, McKinstry. Mm-hmm. Um, his studs weren't showing for me, so he's not looking to... He doesn't endanger his opponent. He doesn't really launch himself where he's off the, gr- off the ground, so it's not reckless. I think it's just a, a an innocent mistimed challenge and the yellow card I thought was the right decision the case for the defence there for my <laughs> learned friend he caught him do you want to rephrase that word okay you, know, no, you can catch him but again okay. it's like his, his leg that goes over clattered when no. you see it, and John John knows John knows because he's, he's maybe done sure. certain tackles or been on the receiving end of those yeah. tackles when the studs are showing not when sure. it's over sure. the ball oh, uh, listen you can still clatter someday and it can be a yellow card I'm course, not saying red of course yeah. John McKinstry's got to yep. the ball first <clears throat> And although you can say, well, it's a last-ditch attempt, genuine attempt to get the ball, it's still a reckless tackle and it's still a foul. I'm not having it as a reckless challenge. He's took him out. He's completely took the player out, right? He's cleaned through. You could argue whether the um, there was a player, wasn't nah, it, running, two running back. back. Fullback was, was coming in, centre-half yeah. was I, close I enough. I still think, though, his momentum, if he's allowed to take that ball forward and take another touch, I think he gets an effort on goal. So, listen... It's one of those. <laughs> personally, personally I thought the referee could have given a red card. Craig thinks it's a yellow. Somebody else might think differently. But hopefully, this is why VAR is coming to make these real crucial decisions. Sure. But again, we disagree. <clears throat> yeah. So it's going to be down to one man behind the screen, whatever he gives. Some more news coming in. Both Ange Postacoglu and Giovanni van Bronckhorst are rated in the top 50 managers mm-hmm. in football. This is 4-4-2. Uh, GVB is in this year at number 44. And uh, just breaking into the charts at number 30 is Ange Postacoglu. So, okay. John, you'll be... Mm. I can't say is it fair or whatever, but there you are. It's good to see two of our managers in... Definitely. Is it just, just yeah. the two? It, uh, yeah, that's no, so far. No, that's no, all no. I can see. I'm just checking the headlines just now. How many nah, things? Look, to, you, yeah. you would like to. You yeah. would like to think so, Paul. Wouldn't yeah. you? I mean, of course. Yeah. Celtic Rangers, two have massive, you, massive have football have clubs. Have you heard who's in that list? Lee Johnson's court. <laughs> oh, is, is Duffel Court? Is Sandy yeah. Duffel Court? Right. Is in that list? Or is it? Is it? Is it? What is it? It's just going in the top fifty, yeah, didn't it? That, yeah. What about Lee Johnson's comments then that his players could have been knocking the Celtic dressing room door and saying? finding out from, for example, the Japanese players. Yes. Uh, what, what do they eat? How do they stretch? How do they train? Uh, how did you feel about that, Craig, when you read was, those comments? I thought it was a little bit strange, the messaging from, but, from that. Um, can they learn from them? Uh, look, if, if you if you can't learn from others, Paul, then, yeah. then, then it's a bad day. You should always be open to be able to learn from others. But uh, for me, it just when I read the, the comments, um, I was kind of like, well, is he trying to send a message to people within his own football club? Yeah. It seemed a strange one, John. I don't know yeah. what, what your thoughts were, but it's like you don't normally go into that length of detail in Absolutely. terms of... Mm-hmm. In-depth. Yeah, about those kind of things, which was yeah. a little bit strange. It was, That's, that's it? what I thought, Paul. Yeah. I thought you've had many managers on the on the other side of a right um, great performance with Celtic or Rangers, and they normally go into the, to the uh, press afterwards and say, do you know what, they're on a different level today to us. 
you know, we've got a long way to go. You can say to your players, by the way, that's the standard. Mm. If you want to come here to play every week and represent your country, represent these great teams in front of a huge crowd that adore you, that's the standard. But I just thought you went into go and ask the, the players what they have for breakfast, go and ask them what, what, you know, what, how they train, how they stretch. I just thought it was a little bit... I went in too far in depth. There's nothing wrong with praising the opposition. It's very, very honest. But I just thought, I didn't think he needed to go in as, as, as no. deep as he did. It's not very motivating, isn't it? If you want to do that, do it behind the scenes. Can I ask both of you, quick fire then, John Hartson, in mm. your prime, in your pump, what did you have for breakfast? Match day? Uh, on a match day, I'd have had cereal, a bit of toast. bit of toast. This, this is a shocking answer you're going to get from me. Go and tell me. I, I, I didn't eat. I didn't eat breakfast. No? Could uh, bre- you not? Breakfast was one of those ones. And I was very lucky that in terms of you know being at the football club and because it had the facilities for it. Yep. In the house, I would I would never okay. have breakfast. So when you arrived at Ibrox, so home upstairs and then into the right. And the old, the, the old yeah. chicken, chicken supreme and beans. Who looked after you? Pretty much. Who looked after Who was it? T- Tiny was the main one. Tiny, Tiny. Irene. Yeah. All, the, all the great ladies from the... From the kitchen there, we we had a great setup, and people that had been at the football club for a, a really really long time had run through their family, um, and they were absolutely fantastic with with all of it, all of the players. Whether you were Scottish, whether you're an Aussie, whether you come from Argentina, um, different class, and always looked after us. But no breakfast, Paul. But okay. yeah, chicken yeah. supreme and Ooh. beans. Excellent. Yeah. So wonderful Excellent. people at the club. I'm sure it's changed. John, who looked after you at Celtic? Because you know, armies march on their stomach. Who looked after you? Food-wise and... Well, there was a lovely lady called Ange, God rest her. She's no longer oh, here. Yeah. She passed yeah. away. Um, and she had a wonderful, wonderful set. Yeah. The lads absolutely loved her. And there was a lovely lady on the front door called Marie as well, um, who sadly is no longer with us. And it's, it's such a shame that, you know, the, they were great characters. They were really yeah. good helpers to the to the guys. Marie used to do a lot of the guys' fan mails for them, collect it and hand it to them. Andrew was just part of the food and she was fantastic great character great people um, but there was there was yep. other chefs upstairs and and I, we were quite spoiled really. everything is there for you well, you, you are know? aren't you the top level you are, oh, you are. Right, how many weights did you do who mm. wants to take that one first I used to yep. I used to do weights only when I was injured normally like so yeah. it wasn't it wasn't a regular thing and, and again you know you're talk, talking nowadays Paul they do uh, prehab um, before they even get out onto the field and then it goes into a warm-up and then it goes into the training session. I, I might have had a spin on the bike just to, to get my knee sort of like moving properly. <laughs> yeah, get the juices flowing in the knee after I'd had my issues. But in terms of the gym, um, it was only normally when I was out for a period of time uh, away from the football where I'd go into the gym. Now, for me, Paul, I, I, was, I was unique in the sense that I was naturally strong. I didn't have to do that many weights, but I, I used to do some curls and, and, and light bench press and things because also I didn't want to go too big. I didn't want to go muscle bound and, and, and push loads and loads of weights, heavy weights. So they'd just be little light ones. But as I said, I, I was I, I was gifted. Yeah. I had that natural strength. I didn't have to work on, on my weights. We, we did have a few players, um, and I'm sure you would have had a few players, that, you know, like six weeks to go in the season. They're thinking beaches. They're thinking about holidays. They're yeah. thinking about how they're going to look when they're on that beach. And all of a sudden, you see people in the gym that you'd never seen yeah. all season. The six you get, that, you get yeah. that as well. I, I used to get my 14 packers. <laughs> <laughs> Who's first to call you Big Bad John? It came from the crowd. I, I think they played yeah. that song, didn't they? Johnny Cash. Ah, 
Uh, big John. Of course, Big, big Bad, bad John. John. <laughs> and uh, it's a great song, you know, the mines and all that. It's brilliant, brilliant. And, and they played that. They used to play that every time I scored at Celtic yeah, Park. Of course. So it just became BBJ, Big Bad John, and they still call me it now. Brilliant. And Craig, for you, there were so many characters. Uh, you scored, what, 20-odd goals in your career? Yeah, well, I probably ran yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, again, defenders don't normally score that, that, that many, do they? I kind of used to... Uh, you know, set my. If I'm not scoring three, four, five goals a season, then I was kind of I was disappointed well, yeah, in terms of yeah. my my contribution. I think as a central defender, especially around about set plays, um, I felt that I should have always got my, my fair share that way, and it, it kind of worked out um, roughly well, about. Who was that. your best defensive partner, Craig, in in your in your career? I mean, I mean, your country in Scotland, you played at Newcastle Palace all these clubs who, yeah. who, who did you like enjoy playing with them great most? question yeah it is a good question and it's mm. not it's not because we're sitting here and we're in Glasgow and, and we're talking about you know whether it's Rangers or whether it's Celtic yeah. but Amaruso was my my best my best partner uh, and the reason why I've always said that is because I probably felt as if I was finally established as a as a starting player John so I was comfortable in my own skin um and it's where I played as a central defender uh, earlier days I played out of position um, and Lorenzo, we, we just had, a, uh, I think, a really, really good understanding. We were two very different type of players, as mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. uh, and I think that, uh, you know, centre-half pairings, um, you need to be different, I think, to complement one another. Um, so, yeah, Lorenzo was, was the one for me. He could, be, he could be anything. He could be brilliant. He could be a disaster. Mm -hmm. uh, you talk about strikers being unpredictable. Ammo was probably mm. unpredictable. Yeah, yeah. He was very strong in the air because mm. he was a big, big man, wasn't he? You played he? against him. Powerful, so, yeah, yeah, powerful. How's your Italian? Uh, not very good. No, no molto bene. No, no, no molto Ooh, bene. Ciao for a moment, then ciao, we're back. Right, we're going to focus. <laughs> Grazie. Yeah. Yeah. The Godfather's in town. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! A massive name has just been sacked in football. Someone every one of you knows well. We're just hearing that Neil Lennon has parted company with Ammonia Nicosia just days after he took them to Manchester United, the Theatre of Dreams. And it was just that late, late, late Scott yeah. McTominay goal that gave United the victory. But John, you know him so well. You played alongside him so many times, had such success. That's the breaking news. I mean, they don't last long, do they, in, in Cyprus? But th this well, is a, a shock. I thought he actually was doing okay. Um, I think they won a they, cup. They won the cup. They won yeah, the cup in, yeah. in, in, in his... Um, in the first uh, year he was there, obviously not a year, but in a few months. Mm. And uh, I think the, the two games, the performances against Manchester United in the Europa League, um, have been very, very good, very impressive. So, like everybody else, probably a little bit surprised. Yeah, no, I'm, a, I'm exactly the same way because I, I know that um, in terms of the team was performing domestically, it had the success in the, in the Cup. And look, two, two recent games up against Manchester United, um, and and his team done extremely well in, in, on both of those occasions. Okay, didn't come out with the with the maximum points, come out with defeats, but certainly were were good performances. Seen little snippets uh, over the, the the last week or so about how he kind of uh, wished that maybe he'd he'd ventured overseas a little bit earlier. Mm. Um, so yeah, look, it's um, 
it's a strange one, um, but until you actually know sure. what's actually it's hard happened, to comment yeah. on yeah. exactly what. He had, yeah. he had a big win in August against Ghent yeah. in Europe. Yeah. But I did see something when he was quoted just in the last few days saying, um, I'm paraphrasing, but he said uh, a year is about the length of the time normally in the job in Cyprus. And we've yeah. seen managers come and go yeah. so quickly. Yeah. Great part of the world to be, especially oh. as the, the nights lengthen here. But that's the, the breaking news. Neil Lennon parting company with Ammonia Nicosia. So, so there's no there's no uh, Premier League coaches down south losing their job, Paul, no. and, and, and Neil Lennon slipping. Are you saying he was a, he was a Leicester hero as well? Oh, he's a Leicester hero. Is that what you're hero. saying? Oh, uh, well, Brendan Rodgers is not under pressure. No, it's been uh, some time. I see that he lost the rag with a reporter. They asked him about the £10 million and personally what he was paid or whatever. Yeah. I know for managers there's huge riches come with it at that yeah. level. Yeah. But did you feel for your old colleague when he was asked, John, I don't know if you saw it, but he was asked at the weekend, he wasn't happy with the question about are they keeping you just now because it's going to cost 10 million to get rid of you. Bit harsh? No. I would have been quite um, quite happy if that was the case. <laughs> Can you imagine if you get sacked, you get a 10 million pound payoff? If that is the case. Yeah. yeah. You know, listen, sure. I say that tongue in cheek, yeah. really, but yeah, I, know you do. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't really, um, I, don't, I don't follow really. Uh, I got on really well with Brendan. I remember he was at Swansea. I was living in Swansea, sure. and the time at Celtic, he would come to my do's, you know, my yeah. my um, my charity balls and things. I was, I was actually quite close with Brad. I still, to this day, didn't like the way that um, that he exited Celtic. He will have his own reasons for that. Um, but as I said, I, I don't really follow, um, you know, what's happening down at Leicester. No disrespect to the no. football club; they're, they're a really good yeah. football club, but I, I don't really follow it. And the thing is, as well. Sometimes we just have a bad day. We're, we're only human as well, you know. I think it was, was a couple of weeks ago where he kind of, he snapped a little bit in one of the press conferences. Oh, he was grumpy two weeks ago. Leicester, Leicester yeah. at the moment yeah. as well, oh, yeah, at sure. bottom of the table, yeah. the yeah. bottom of the Premier League. And he was disappointed. So they should have won he, at the weekend. He's, he's not yeah. happy with the teams, sure. the way the team's performing. He's lost a few of his better players. Yeah. Could he still pull it back? A couple of wins, maybe? Yeah. Oh, that's all, yeah. that's all yeah. it takes. That's yep. all it takes. Paul is two or three wins on the bounce. You're up, you're up to 14th in the table. He just wants to play Nottingham Forest every week, no? Right, exactly. <laughs> Let's get back to the games then. First of all, tomorrow night's game, the 6.15 kickoff. Here's Ange Postacoglu speaking about the opposition in the Cup, Motherwell. Well, like any team, I guess, in the competition when you play away from home, and particularly in the Cup, I think we've seen that in recent years, that... <clears throat> there are always teams that, that sort of go on cup runs and, and you know, do really well uh, in cup competitions and sometimes belying their their league form. So, you know, from our perspective, it's just about making sure. You know, our form's been pretty good. It's pretty been pretty consistent over a large part of a year. And when we play well, play our football home or away, we know we're hard to stop and that's got to be our aim for tomorrow. That's aim for tomorrow, he says. Here's Juranovic. We don't often hear from him. He's speaking about Motherwell. Fair to say that, but uh, I think that we had uh, maybe six great chances, but we didn't score. And obviously, uh, mine and uh, Joe Hart mistake that happens. But uh, I think that we get comfortable with the ball. If we do that tomorrow, that uh, we take the ball to our team. Uh, play possession, uh, play how we do, and uh, that we will take the chances what we create. Competition for places, will he rotate the squad? Uh, Anthony Rawson's been back in and Juranovic speaks about the fullback. Uh, we have a great uh, squad, 
uh, around 28 players. Everybody uh, needs a chance. Uh, everybody wants opportunity to play for an uh, amazing club like Celtic. And uh, I think whoever plays that uh, we show that uh, we have great players who, who are waiting and uh, that they will do everything to win the matches. John, what are you thinking for tomorrow night for Celtic playing at Motherwell? Good game. Uh, yeah, it's a good game. Uh, there'll there'll be a, a big atmosphere there. Motherwell will will make it noisy and and. Uh, but as Anne said, there if Celtic play their football, they are very difficult to stop. And at the weekend, Anne would have been very encouraged by the by the changes and the performance of um, of James Forrest, who's been out for a while. He's had an injury, but he's had to be patient. He's put a marker down. Um, you know, the the Jota is is out. Um, Will Giacomacchus play? Will it be Kyogo? I think Ange likes to rotate. I know I said at the top of the programme that I play the same team, but that's that's me thinking, well, I'm not thinking Hart's early kickoff at the weekend where he'll he want fresh legs going, going to Tynecastle as well. So I think there'll be a few changes. I don't think there'll be a household, maybe as many as six or seven, but um, he likes to rotate as a manager. He likes to th- keep things fresh and he, he likes to give other players uh, minutes on the pitch I'll tell you what Motherwell are going to need they're going to need Liam Kelly to be in top form because he's most certainly going to be tested in this match as will the 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 back four or back five whatever Motherwell, Motherwell will go with uh, Paul because one thing you're certain of in, in terms of the way that Celtic will play is that they're going to get at that defence they're going to be direct it's going to be pacey uh, the defenders can have no time at all. They're going to go into the game very, very nervy. If Celtic can go and get that early goal, um, then it could be a very comfortable uh, afternoon, uh, evening, sorry. But at the same time, if Motherwell can hang in the game long enough, then uh, you know you never know what can happen. But Celtic, you would think clear favourites. You took us a long way around, but you're going for Celtic, Craig. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think you actually asked me for the tip there. No, but I yeah. didn't. There I you didn't. Go. No, you, you're on it tonight. Yeah, so yeah. I think you're both going Celtic tomorrow night yeah. at Motherwell. But in the cup, who knows what's going to happen? Remember, it's 6.15 tomorrow. Uh, for Rangers, we'll come to that in a moment or two. We've got the, I've got two things to give you just now. Here is something from Ammonia Nicosia about mm. the parting of ways with Neil Lennon. They're saying, unfortunately, the ongoing competitive instability and the significant loss of points in the championship are the main reasons that made us decide to end the partnership. So Neil Lennon has gone from the sunshine of uh, Nicosia in in Cyprus. Right, tonight's game, we'll go there now. Um, Kilmarnock up against Dundee United. And the Kilmarnock team, Hemming, Elibioso, Stokes, Wright, Mayo, Jones, Power the Captain, Mackenzie, Armstrong, Doidge and Lafferty. Up against Dundee United, Ericsson, Smith, McMahon, Jum. Edwards, the skipper, Middleton, Beheach, McGrath, Levitt, Freeman, and Watt. Craig Moore, could I ask you for your prediction tonight? What do you reckon? Mm. Goals in this game? Yes, well, yes, yeah. I think there will be. I think, look, Dundee United have, have obviously turned their form around in recent uh, in recent weeks. Um, but I think Derek McInnes and Kilmarnock, especially at home, I think that their their form has been really, really good. And I know it's a cup competition and therefore it's different, but I just feel Killy at home are going to do enough in this match. I, I think it will be tight. I'll go for 2-1 Kilmarnock. You're going 2-1 Kilmarnock, of course. He won the cup with Aberdeen, what, 2014? Mm. What do you think, John? I Hartson? think Kilmarnock as well. Uh, I think they're, in recent weeks they've had some good results at home, uh, particularly under the lights. Uh and Derek McInnes will be desperate to get his to get his team um, to 
uh, to Hamden and uh, and and look to go even further. Uh, it's a great opportunity, you know. Dundee United are not exactly flying. You know, they're in the bottom six. I think it's an opportunity. If you're a home team, you know, you'll have a vociferous crowd behind you. And that, that's why I think Kalala might just win the game tonight. Let's talk Rangers then. They're in action tomorrow night. The later kickoff against Dundee. Clearly, they're the favourites. And the manager's been speaking today about the importance of winning this Premier Sports League Cup. Oh, a lot of importance. I mean, it's, uh, of course, one of the two cups in, um, in Scotland. And... Uh, you know, it's silverware. It's a trophy we can we can win. So, for me, it's very important the domestic cup competition. Very important. And Leon King says he hopes to play, uh, and he wants to take every opportunity to be in a winning Rangers team. It's a massive opportunity, but it's it's up to me to take that opportunity. Also, the the boss has showed that he can play players in different positions as well. So it's up to me to take that that opportunity and grasp it with both hands. I wish wish Connor and speedy recovery, and I'll keep his place warm for him. John, what do you I, think? I think Rangers will be too strong. Um, although Dundee are doing well, Lee, Lee Boland is in yep. it, the manager there. Um, they're only three points off the, the top, Partick uh, are yeah. top. Dundee are three points behind them. Um, so they're having a good season, really. Um, but I just think Rangers at home in, in the cup competition will, will have too much. So I'm, I'll go Rangers. Hat trick for Morellas. No, do you think he would play Cholak and Morellas together? Is there any chance? I don't think so. He likes no. to play the one yeah. through the middle, doesn't he, with, with either one wide. Mm. Um, so for me, um, I, I think Rangers will have too much. I, I don't think he'd either go Morelos. Give him minutes. I think yeah. it's a perfect game yeah. to give Alfredo Morelos. Because he, Rangers he, will have a lot of the ball. They create a lot of chances. Yeah. Giovanni teased me about a week ago. I think I heard one of his the, the pressers and he said, you know, he was asking about could he play the two up yeah, two together. Mm-hmm. He says, yeah, no, I think, you know, obviously the different type. It kind of went into a little bit of detail, which he, he wouldn't normally. Mm. And I'm like, I, I would love to see. Yeah, well, I'd love yeah, to see might, two up might, top. I would. It, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think it's going to. But if it's going to happen, maybe these are the competitions mm-hmm. where it can happen. But Paul Rangers will uh, win this match. I'm going with a two nil Rangers win. Two nil Rangers tomorrow night. And what about Aberdeen? Partick Thistle. Obviously, the Dons go in as favourites. But Craig, mm-hmm. what do you reckon? Any chance for the Jags? Yeah, of course. Is that there's a chance again? You know, for the away team, obviously, you know, gap in division. Um, Obviously, this will be in championship, but doing very well in that. So important that they get off to to a good start and don't concede an early goal. I think Aberdeen have bounced back um, and can at home go and get the the right result that will take them through to the semi-final. John, yep, they were on form at the weekend, Aberdeen. They had to be after the thumping by Dundee United. What do you think tomorrow night? Well, we all thought that Hearts would be the third best team, didn't we, this year? But it's, it's wide open. You know, before the weekend, yeah. Hibbs has been on a decent mm-hmm. run under sure. Lee Johnson. Hearts have had a lot of games. They, you know, they, they've had the um, the, the conference um, league. Um, the they, it's showing, conference. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and they've had they played some really good team, Fiorentina, yeah. some good sides, mm-hmm. a lot of travelling as well. So maybe that's affected Hearts uh, slightly. Aberdeen on the back of um, on the back of a beating Hearts at the yeah. weekend. Who's at home, Paul? Sorry, what's yeah, the fixture? It's at Petodri. So Aberdeen, uh, Partick Thistle. I'd have to go. Got to go for the Dons. Yeah, I, I'd I have to go. Sure. I'd have to go. Yeah. Um, Aberdeen to win. And the final. What about the game tonight then at Kilmarnock Rugby Park? Get out to the game. What do you think, Craig? Yeah, I'm going to go for two-one Kilmarnock. I think, like I says, I think there will be some calls. I don't think it's going to be high scoring. It will be a tight affair. John, what do you reckon? Kilmarnock against Dundee United. I think Kilmarnock will nick it one-nil. 
And by the way, I shouldn't have gone on about Aberdeen Hearts too much. There was happened to Hearts. They're playing Party Thistle. Yeah, yeah. Who, who are having a sure. really good of year. Course, they're top yeah, of the yeah. league and they're flying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The Jags, uh, well, they're not quite on. In fact, Inverness are playing tonight, aren't they? So they're at the top of the table yeah. just below them. Listen, that's been a great two hours. Thanks to everyone sending in comments uh, for the chat. John, will you be back with us next week? You'll be off to the World Cup in a few weeks. No, I'm actually yeah. I'm doing the game oh. next week for uh, for BT. I'm actually in the studio next week for Celtic Shakhtar. I won't, so I won't, I, I won't be. I won't sure be so we'll make sure, we'll make sure we tune out. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> sorry, mate. No, sorry. We'll see you. I was going to turn them down and come to the Radisson. I've been enjoying the Radisson, but I've got to take this one. It's the old thing. It's the uh, the BT, the small checks. I'm only kidding, not at all. John, thanks so much. Craig, see you, see you next week. We're here tomorrow night with Barry and Peter Grant. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go. There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service So come and view the stunning new Toyota range All with up to 10 years warranty Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV See our great choice of approved used Toyotas Our formidable range of commercial vehicles including the Hilux Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians And specialist advice from our motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.